Hey guys, welcome to the Touchdown Table podcast. We've got a lot of important topics to talk about, so I'm going to turn it over to Tyler, who's telling us what we're starting with. Yeah, so similar to last week, we're not going to talk about um, as specifically the games themselves, but talk about some of the storylines. We're going to start with an interesting one, might, one you might not have thought of going into uh, this podcast, but we're going to start with Jake Luton, a weird place to start. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys watched the highlights, Ryan. I know you watched the game, and yeah. I watched the highlights. Wasn't too bad from Luton in his first game. Not, not at all. And you know, after that first drive, being a Texans fan, I was like, "Oh no, is this? Is it really going to be one of these days? Is this guy just going to go off?" But he did come back to earth. But um, really, that first drive, um, I mean, it kind of speaks for himself. He looked poised. He looked confident. And the Texans secondary is not great. So there were some, you know, bumps down the road. But at the end of the day, um, he was able to keep the Jaguars close, and they had a chance to tie it in the end, but they just couldn't come through. So I think if you're the Jaguars, you're upset with the outcome of the game. But I think you overall got to be happy with Luton's play. Was that the first pass of the game that was a seven? No, I think there was like a little, you know, dump off attempt that was tipped at the line, and then this, that was a second pass attempt yeah, of the game. That, I, yeah, that was a lot of fancy points for me. But. Oh yeah, DJ Chark going it right there. I'm yeah, sure you enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah, I did when it happened. I didn't enjoy the rest of the week, but it's okay. I'm sure they'll come up throughout the rest of the podcast. Uh, but yeah, he played. He played pretty well uh, for a start. First start, we kind of saw the same kind of thing with Gardner Minshew when he stepped in for the Jaguars. Maybe it's just something with that team. Uh, some quarterbacks that get drafted late play uh, decently well, and then, you know, I don't think he's going to be a starter by any means. Uh, if Trevor's there, they're going to try to get him. If Justin Fields is there, they're going to try to get him. But still, if you're Jake Lutton, you're very happy. You're forgetting one quarterback. I, I know I'm forgetting him, but still. But now, who's your favorite guy? The aforementioned Trey Lance from yeah. North Dakota State. Yeah. Well, he's at a disadvantage because they're not, they're not having a season. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, okay, he did have an okay game against... Central Arkansas. Yeah, the showcase game, but that was it. It wasn't amazing, but, but we, we've his, talked about that. His before. arm was shoddy, but he <laughs> did run for 150 yards on the ground. Uh, well, it was it was a good surprise to see Jake Luton because he wasn't one of the top quarterback prospects, but a guy who people thought had potential coming out of the real OSU in Oklahoma <laughs> State University. Try again. I'm just joking. You know, you said the wrong one. Oh, I did. Yeah, you said. Oh. Yeah. Well, Oregon. State. Oregon State. You said Oklahoma State. Oops, it's whatever. It's okay. Um, <laughs> that's. Close enough, and Jake Luton played well, so good for him. Yeah, you know, it scared me a little bit at the end, but yeah, I think if you're the Jags, you're pleased with Luton's effort. And if you're the Texans, you're upset that they were that close. No, if you're <laughs> if you're the Texans, you're just happy you that you have win. two wins. <laughs> a season sweep over the Jaguars. How many times has your team? Beat how, the Jaguars? how many teams have your te- has your team beat right now? Uh, so next up on the some <laughs> topics here. What one. The answer yeah. is one. Um, well, we talked about this a bit last week, but I just want to mention it again. We saw the Delvin Cook show again for the Minnesota Delvin Cooks. I uh, just I just want to interject, and I'm just going to say all of our three listeners definitely heard my opinion on <laughs> Delvin Cook last week against the Packers. Yeah, they heard it very well. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, if you were listening last <laughs> week, he was screaming. Um, but, but yeah, with Delvin Cook, he is playing phenomenal this year, and people joke about it, but honestly... I don't think it's a joke. No joke. It's the truth. I think that Delvin Cook is this team right now. I think Ours. that although, although uh, the rookie's having a good season and Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins holding himself up a little bit, he's become a lot more of a game manager. And it's really just Delvin Cook going out there and pounding two weeks in a row over 200-plus scrimmage yards. If you have someone on your team who does that, it is obvious that he's going to kill your team. Now he's playing a Bears defense that is going to be good against the run. It'll be very interesting to see if the Bears can stop him, and we'll see what the rest of the Vikings offense could do. I want to see Kirk have to throw, and if they could win games like that, I'll give it to the Vikings. But Delvin Cook, he has been nothing short of phenomenal. He 
uh, honestly, it should be up there with offensive uh, offensive player of the year. And I'm going to say it. He is so valuable to this team. Throw his name into the MVP category. Please, someone needs that. to throw him in there because he has the most value of any player in this league. I know MVP goes to quarterbacks usually, but I mean, he has had so much value for this team, and he literally is this team. The value is more than Russell Wilson. It's more than Patrick Mahomes. It's more than Aaron Rodgers. The value towards his specific team is top the chart. So where is he in your MVP rankings right now about? I'd say maybe like three. Yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking about it the other day. Like, if you compare this Vikings team without him and then this Vikings team with him, it, it's night and day, really. Mm-hmm. And if this team does make a second-half surge and gets back into the playoff picture, it's almost certainly going to be because of what this man is doing. Because it, it's really, you know, insane to watch. You know, And it's not just like one big game here or there. He's doing this consistently against good teams. We saw him do it against the Packers. Detroit, not as good as good of a team, but still. And what it, that does is when you have an elite playmaker like that, it opens up the play action. Because then when they do the play action, um, you know, even if Kirk Cousins is having a down year, if they, you know, even think, or if they even look Dalvin Cook's direction, that takes the whole defense on notice. It puts them on notice. So that opens up the play action. It opens up short passes. They use Dalvin Cook in that way as well. So even if Kirk is regressing, as long as Dalvin Cook is healthy and playing at this level, you know, who says the Vikings can't go on a second half round and make the playoffs? I mean, it's a stretch, but if they have this guy healthy, I mean, they're going to be at least close in every game they play. I think so. And they should be because, I don't know, the yards in the last two weeks, do you have them? Just the stats in general for Dalvin Cook? Yeah. Um, in this year, he's already had 858 yards, and he didn't play a game. In there. Two games. He didn't play two games? Two games, yeah. Oh, well, that well, makes out for a big portion of one game. Right. Yeah. Did he miss two games or one? I'm pretty I, think, I think like one and a half. I, he, 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 the yeah. Seahawks game. Remember the Seahawks yeah. game? Yeah, yeah. the Seahawks game and the Packers game, right? And he yeah. still has the almost, first Packers game. Yeah. And even with that, that he yeah, still has over <laughs> all, almost over 1,000 yards. I wouldn't be too surprised if he ended up getting against the Bears on Monday night. No, but, I, I think the way you guys shut down Henry, why can't you shut down Henry? I don't know. Just, just, okay, well, you, did you also watch the last Bears game? It, I, it, it was it was just was atrocious. Uh, I purposely yeah. didn't write that down because I didn't need to do that to myself. Um, but the defense was not good. With the, the Delvin Cooks good. right now. I like how we played in defense. We're talking about it right now. Uh, Brandon said that the Bears defense did not play that well. Uh, the Titans put up 24 points. They shut down Derrick Henry. Uh, and one of those points was a defensive touchdown for the Titans off of a David Montgomery fumble. Brian's happy about that because he had the Titans defense this week. I think the Bears played really great uh, on defense, I should say. They played really great. Really what happened was a few big plays by A.J. Brown that were just flipped the script of this game. There was that defensive touchdown, and there was that big A.J. Brown touchdown pass, and then there was a play, I think it was in the first quarter, maybe the second, where uh, threw it to A.J. Brown down the middle, a few missed tackles by the Bears, and that put them in a good position uh, to score a touchdown. So uh, it was just a few big plays away from the Bears really shutting down this team and having a shot to win this game, even though their offense was dormant and basically uh, dug 10,000 feet down in a hole uh, during this game. So I really think that even though you see 24 points, it doesn't look that good. I think our defense played uh, more than well enough to win that game. Of course, our offense uh, played more than well enough or well, more than awful enough to lose that game. All right. Well, what a great way to end our Dalvin Cook discussion in the summer of the Bears game, right? No, I think that was a good summer. That was an interesting game because at least on the scoreboard, it looked like you guys came back a little at the end. No. But I don't know how legit that yeah, was. I mean, we had a shot. We had an onside kick that uh, we had to recover and try to score a touchdown. But 
it was not even close. Yeah. Um, we didn't deserve to win the game. No. Nope. I want to ask you guys now, because I know what we're talking about, the Bears. We may as well keep it going for a bit longer. But I want to hear from Jordan about it. I want to hear from two non-Bears fans. Okay. Coming off of the Bears' third loss in a row, do you think they still have a shot at making the uh, making the playoffs or getting far into the playoffs? I think they can get in because I, I've had this conversation. Um, I, I don't know. I think I talked to one of you guys about it, how the Bears right now kind of remind me about how my Texans were, you know, four or five years ago where the defense was great. There were, you know, playmakers all around. Um, but the quarterback play was not there. The offensive line was it. And you just felt, wow, if you just had that that quarterback, you don't even have to have the best guy in the league, just have a better guy, you know, a top 10, top 15 guy. This team could go the distance. I think the Bears are in a similar position where they just maybe a quarterback and a couple offensive linemen away. The defense is there. It's championship level, and it has been. But that other half of the equation to equal a Super Bowl contender is not there. So I do think that they could sneak into the playoffs, and I think they will. I think they'll I, – I, Picking them this Monday night to win, I think they'll bounce back and their skid against the Vikings, get to six and four. So I do think they'll make the playoffs, but do I see you know a run to the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl? I, I don't, and they just don't have the sufficient quarterback play. They're like how the Texans were four or five years ago in the Osweiler days, the Hoyer days, the TJ Yates days, where it's just a mess at that quarterback. You see, you're laughing at the names because it's crazy to imagine those guys starting for a team, but it, it's true. So I really think that there's a lot of parallels between the Bears now and the Texans back in the. Uh, Osweiler, Hoyer, et cetera, era. Well, speaking of the Bears and Texans, the last time Osweiler played, uh, he was playing the Bears. He's retired. Well, he's he's down, down now, but the last time those two teams played, Osweiler was playing. Yes, he, I was there. He got his big contract, and he you said, I'm out. When the Bears played the Texans You last? went to Houston? Is that where you went to Houston? Yes. Yeah. Well, didn't you go to Denver? Or, no. He was, was at Denver it? first. Was it? It was Denver, wait. Miami, then Texas? No, I think he, he was at no, Denver, Denver, then he went then. to Houston, and he went back to Denver. He went to Miami. He went to Miami and the Browns too. Yeah, he, so. he's been everywhere. Yeah, yeah, but I think he recently retired. I think 2019 because okay. he was just a free agent and wanted to pick him up. Yeah. But getting back to the discussion, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, I don't see. Here's the, here's my problem with the Bears. Obviously, like you said, the quarterback play is not that good. Yep. Um, the defense. Thanks is, for being nice about that. I, I, I could I could take a, I could take a dump on Nick Foles right now if you want. Please, please, please do because I want to dump on him too. Please do it for me. Nick Foles is the equivalent to, um, how do I say this nicely? A terrible quarterback. I mean, as long as you don't use vulgar language, I don't care how you say that. <laughs> um, he definitely looks like he should. He the way he runs looks like he belongs in a nursing. Home. I think Tom Brady could be wow. faster than him rolling out of the pocket. Yeah, well, no, we I, had this conversation. Tom Brady and Drew Brees. Well, let's get the Super Bowl film. Let's see I, Super Bowl Fifty Two. Show well, the tape. Yeah, yeah that's, that's well, true. Um, I, I, I don't know. The quarterback, like you said, the quarterback play just isn't there. The the defense obviously is there. The offensive line is atrocious. Um, I, I think they need one more com- one more person to compliment. Uh, a Rob. A Rob. Yeah. Like Mooney's Mo- getting there. But, Mooney's yeah, getting there, he but is. he's still young and I love unproven. our receiving core right now. And then Anthony Miller's like taking steps, but he's not the pass catcher that they've been wanting no. him to be. So I don't know. And the thing is with Javon Wims. Javon Wims. <laughs> Javon Wims. <laughs> great <laughs> boxer. Hey, great Riley Ridley got in last week. Yeah, with one oh, catch, oh, right? I forgot yeah, I about got two catches, actually. Okay. Well, I, to answer your question, I I think they're a team to good enough to maybe get a wild card spot. Yeah. With, but I don't think that they're even going to get past the second round of the playoffs if they do get yeah, it. Yeah, so we're basically on the same page with that. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, I don't think, Nick Foles has had his glory days. He used to be a good quarterback when he was younger, but I just don't think that he can get this Bears team to the promised land. And on and with the defense, too, and like probably most of those guys' contracts are up in like one or two years, and you guys don't have the cap space to sign them. 
Yeah, yeah. time's running out for the Bears. They're in win-now mode right now, and they can't win right now with how their <laughs> offense is playing. Um, I think that the Bears missed this the playoffs. It's going to be an absolute embarrassment to the Bears and the whole city of Chicago because you had as many wins as you did, and then you just drop all these games and don't make the playoffs. And by the way, I think this is important to mention, if COVID stuff continues to happen, games yeah. continue to get delayed, the NFL agreed that they would have a 16-team playoff. Um, Ooh, that would so, be interesting. And that would be very interesting. It's not set right now because we need to see if there's more delays and stuff that will happen. But we'll see how that plays off. That's always going to be uh, an option. So if, if that happens and the Bears still don't make the playoffs, then I think you might find me uh, in a garbage can throwing up for five years. <laughs> can, can I? Can I'll, I be right, right, I'll be right by your side. Can I segue into just one more thing about the NFC North? Of course. Go ahead. With the way that the Bears are playing right now and the way that the Lions have been playing of recent, do you think – that there's a solid chance that the Lions could maybe contend for that wild card spot no, if no. the Bears fall off. I think no, the Lions no. have regressed over the past few weeks. I think Matthew Stafford got injured in that game with concussion. I don't know if he's coming back or not. Um, I, I was looking at my fantasy football because I have him on my bench, but he looked healthy to me. So I don't, I don't know about that. We'll see. Just Even says if, it's doubtful. It didn't say anything. So <laughs> either way, they had Chase Daniel, and he's a good backup, I know, because he was with the Bears. Honestly, I wish we had him right now. I think he would be playing better than Nick Foles. And I'm not joking because a few games, Chase Daniel did step in last year and he won uh, some games against the Lions. We, uh, he swept the Lions in his career uh, both times Trubisky got injured. Bring back uh, Matt Barkley. Oh, oh. God. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I wish we had Chase Daniel. Uh, but I, I don't think the Lions are going to be too good. Jimmy um, Clausen? Jimmy, oh, gosh. You're just getting less and less realistic. <laughs> yeah. Less and less relevant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, so sometimes you talk about irrelevant things a lot. Right? That's true. Cade McNown. Well, sometimes okay. you talk about relevant things Josh a lot too. Yeah, that, Josh that's McCown. Yeah. Um, but going back to the Lions, I think that if they don't get Kenny Galladay back in the field soon, then their playoff hopes are. Oh, you mean Baby there. Megatron? And Babytron. Babytron. Yeah. 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 I got the nickname. The nickname we never heard of. <laughs> People have definitely heard of Babytron before. I I did not hear about. I it heard it again me. last week. If, where? If, 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 where? On my fantasy football thing. When I look at the Bridget, the, 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 well, the, I'm, I'm not a Kenny Galladay <laughs> fantasy owner. I'm sorry. Well, Neither you can still I. see it other places because nobody sees him anywhere, but he is a phenomenal receiver. I'm not going through this spiel again, but yeah. you know how I feel about Kenny You went Galladay. to Northern Illinois, right? Uh, I think he was. Yeah, yeah. Line, yeah he did. Right? I, I think he went somewhere somewhere in that conference. No, I'm yeah. I'm, I, I swear to God, husky? he went. I think he was a Husky. Uh, well, while, while Brandon figures that out, let's move on to our script here. I forgot um, his name And go already. back to what we were doing. <laughs> I forgot well, his name. I mean, our, uh, our docket here. Yeah. The wide receiver from the wide receiver. Oh, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. They have a lot of receivers. Um, the, let's talk about the Bills now. And oh, I'm going to yes. start this off with Ryan. He already reacted before I even said um, that he was going to go first on this. But, I mean, are they back right now? I mean, a tough three-game stretch. I know they beat the Patriots, but it was especially ugly, especially considering what we saw He played um, college on Monday. I don't want to interject, sorry. But he. It, I, I looked up his – I looked him up and he said he played college football at Northern Illinois and North Dakota. So I, I, I'm pretty sure he did get drafted when he was out of Northern Illinois. Surprising. The first they relevant and I yeah. first relevant NIU alumnus that I've ever heard of in the NFL. <laughs> Any, so. Anyways, let's go back to um, the Bills again. And Ryan, I'm gonna pass this off to you. What do you think about the Bills right now? Ooh. Well, uh, I was very high on them before the Seahawks game, and after this, it's just you know the confidence in them uh, is just. Even higher, you know. I really do feel that this team, uh, 
by the end of the year, I think they will be up there with Pittsburgh, with Kansas City. When we talk about contenders in the AFC, I think they're close, but I don't think they're there yet. But I think this is a team that's going to continue to get better as the season went on. You know, and we finally saw Josh Allen that we we finally saw the Josh Allen that we saw in weeks one through four. You know, his stat line was great. You know, he put up a lot of points. I know that they're playing that iffy Seahawks defense, but still, you know, Josh Allen truly played. Iffy to say the least. Yeah, but they did have Jamal Adams back. They they did, and you know he's only one player, but still, you know it, it helped. But you look at what Josh Allen and the Bills team did. Y- yes, you know absolutely. But um, I, I think that when you look at Josh Allen and the Bills, you know he is you know being who the Bills knew he could be. You know games like what he did last Sunday against Seattle are why the Bills drafted him. They, they saw that potential in him. They knew he was a little bit raw coming out of Wyoming. That you know the accuracy wasn't there. You know some of the football IQ wasn't there. But he's gotten better um on that and with that throughout his career. Um, but I, I talk about Josh Allen a lot, but I, I am high on the whole Bills team. I want to be clear. Um, their defense, they've taken a step they back, but I think the offense has almost kind of made up for that in a way because this Bills offense has done good. Steph, Steph, Stephon Diggs lead the league in receiving yards. Is that right? Or am I making well, that he, he gets about like eight receptions per game, it seems like. Yeah. So I think that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. But does he lead in receiving yards? Yes. I think, I, okay. I think he does. Yeah, so you have him, and you have, you know, Cole Beasley and John Brown. Not, like, big-name guys, but those are two solid players. Ben around the uh, league. Gabriel Davis, too. Oh, yes, too. the rookie. Yeah, yes. He, I think he had a touchdown last week. So, really, Tyler you know. Tyler Croft scored, too, right? Yeah, the tight end Croft, you know, Deb Dawson after as well. Really a nice group of offensive playmakers for Buffalo. Sean McDermott is a great coach. You know, I think, you know, he, um, you know, is great for that team. And I said this at the end of last year, you know, Buffalo, you know, they played good teams tough last year. You know, they made the playoffs and they lost. You know, they were kind of a, a team where you look at them and you're like, wow, maybe they're a year away. And now they're finally beating some of those good teams. They beat they beat Miami, who has a winning record. The Rams, who have a winning record. The Raiders, who have a winning record. Um, and the Seahawks, obviously, who have a winning record. So they've beaten some good teams. So, you know, sure, you could say, oh, they only beat the Jets by eight. But when you look at the Bills' resume, I mean, it sounds like I'm talking about college football, but you look at the teams that they beat, um, you know, there's some good teams on that list. So I think that Buffalo's going to continue to get better. And I said this was going to be a statement game from them. And I think now, at least as of right now, you look at them 7-2, and two, comfy lead in that division, two games. I mean, you have to at least, you know, think about putting them in, in, in a you know conversation for, you know, top teams in the AFC. You know, they don't have to be Tier 1 yet, but I think everyone's at least saying, okay, this team, you know, they're going to be one to watch down the stretch. Well, I don't know if everybody's saying it. And, Right, you know, I like the Bills, too, and uh, I will admit that I think you're going a bit too high on them, but you've always been uh, higher than I thought you should be on them. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm, not, I'm not surprised by it. I still think the Bills are a good team. Just something that concerns me is, I say this a lot, I'm a guy of consistency. I want to see consistent weeks. For the Bears, I see consistent trash. Uh, but for the Bills, I want to see uh, Josh Allen be more consistent. I want to see this whole offense and its defense even uh, begin to get more consistent with the Bills. I like Josh Allen. I think he's going to be a fantastic quarterback, but kind of looking like Baker Mayfield a little bit with these good and bad weeks. I want you to, if you're, you just go out there, you don't have to have a great week every week, but even if you have a week where you put up like 250 and two touchdowns, that's not bad, but if you have a really bad week, that makes me uh, not like you as much, so I really want to see more consistency with this team. Um, as Ryan said, only winning by eight with, by the to the Jets, All not something goals. good. <laughs> Uh, but so that's just things I'd like to see change with the Bills. I still think they're going to be good. I think that defense really needs to step up. I don't really know what happened. Yeah. Nothing really went away from that defense. And not, not really. It's not horrible. Really it's just, yeah. It has been. It's not really been that good. I mean, no. It, it hasn't been good, yeah. but 
they were they were like one of the top defenses last year. I think we expected too much of them yeah, going maybe. in, and they just disappointed. I mean, I don't know. It's been ugly yeah. at, at times for the defense, but they've had their moments yeah. of turnovers. Just ask Cam Newton. Yeah, there you go. I, I was Cam. watching that live, and I was like, oh my gosh, they came up with a timely play. What a miracle! They yeah. do have a defense. <laughs> but no, it, they definitely have taken a step back, and that seems to be uh, their problem. What could possibly hold them back um, if we if they do get to the playoffs, which I expect them to. Uh, could hold them back from getting to the I Super Bowl. The Dolphins, though. They're, they're to two games game. back. Oh well, they're on here later. Hold on. The yeah. Jets should have won that game, though. I th- I yeah. think they deserve to win that game way more. We will get yeah. to that one too. And sometimes deserving a bit too antsy here. All right, let's move on to the yeah, next topic that I have here. We're talking about the Falcons, and no, we're not talking about them blowing weeds. We're talking about them winning. They're doing their they're, thing again. Yes, that's exactly right. They're back on their cycle of starting terrible and saying we have no chance, and I'll fire Dan Quinn. And it was they just they, they actually did this time. But um and then they're like, eh, no, we're not gonna make the playoffs, let's just play good now and get a worse draft spot. They're doing it again. Exactly. They're they did it without Calvin like Ridley this game too. Oh yeah. So uh that that was really good from them this week. I didn't have a chance to go walk back and watch it, but it looked pretty good. They were scoring points a lot early. I think they won that game by more than the score actually showed because uh, Matt Ryan played a fantastic game, threw a lot of touchdown passes. The Falcons came out with a big lead and then uh, the Broncos kind of beat, beat back up their way back into the game a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, they're doing their Falcons thing, and that's not talking about blowing leads, even though that's the first half of the season. So, uh, when are they play the Saints next? <laughs> are they going to beat the Saints again, <laughs> like last year? Uh, who knows? I mean, they are such a confusing team. Didn't they team. beat the 49ers, too? The I think they might have. Yeah, they, no, they did. I remember that, too. They are such a weird team. They always do. They start out horribly, and then it's like, oh, well, we still get a high draft pick, top five. And then as soon as it becomes pretty much out of reach, you know, they start winning. And then, you know, by the end of the year, they're like, hey, you know, we're just a few players away. We're right there. We'll start better next year. And then the cycle just repeats. So we'll see who they have as their permanent head coach, and maybe that'll that'll change. But they have really been stuck in that kind of Falcon cycle ever since ever since 28-3 happened. Yeah, the question that – Randy has something to say. I was going to say I'm, I'm willing to give Atlanta Matt LaFleur. Oh, yeah, I, I, okay. I'll trade him for That'd Julio Jones. Yeah, get him. Why don't you like Matt LaFleur? Yeah, why? What's wrong? Offense is too run heavy. I like West Coast. Oh. Also, you have a gr- great running back in Aaron Jones. Yeah. <laughs> well, a great running back in Aaron Jones that we might not even re-sign this year. Really? Yeah. You think they're going to re-sign him? I mean, I think they will, but it depends on uh, what kind of contract. I mean, they got A.J. Dillon and Jamal Williams. Well, Jamal yeah. Williams is almost pretty much expendable at this point. So I think yeah. he's the one who's going to get traded. Yeah, I think so, too. Is he going to free agency or um, they're both uh, they're both free agents. There I go. They were yeah. drafted in the same year, so I, I don't want to get too far into this one, but I mean, is Matt Lafleur a top quarterback right now? If it's not for Matt Aaron Lafleur, or yeah. Matt Lafleur a top coach right now? If it's not for their quarterback no. Aaron Rodgers, if it wasn't Probably for not. Aaron Rodgers, is, no. Is he fired at this yeah. point? I mean, he really hasn't done not. that much. Aaron Rodgers is just being Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I him think and Devontae yes, Adams are having that show right now. As much as Lafleur is an offensive guy and he's maybe doing some good things when you have Aaron Rodgers throwing to one of the best receivers a uh, healthy Devontae Adams I mean I don't care who's coaching that game you can have a chipmunk coaching the game Aaron Rodgers is still going to get it done he has such knowledge of football Devontae Adams is a phenomenal phenomenal uh, wide receiver and I think just that duo is get really going well and Aaron Rodgers no matter who he's throwing to is always going well, except for Marcus Valdez-Scantley, who can't catch a ball. Hey, he's doing good. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he did yeah. get two touchdowns last week, That's though. That's true. There, he, there he, you go. He, d- he dropped a I critical he dropped first two, down. Right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. 
He had two yeah. drops, and one of them was a first down that it was literally yeah. right in his hand. Yeah. I mean, the question also is, like, are the Packers even, you know, in the playoff picture without Aaron Rodgers? No you know, chance. He, he's no. so valuable to that team. And, again, you know, when we talk about the MVP race, remember that V. It's valuable. You know, who brings the most value? It's not necessarily who's the be. best. You know, exactly. You know, it's an important part of the equation. You know, once you look at that award, just remember that it's the word value. Yeah, and um, so I think that's a good analysis of the Packers. Going back to the Falcons, though, I did have a question for you guys. So uh, there's been talk of stuff with uh, Matt Ryan and uh, are they going to try to get somebody else to sit behind him for a little bit? Uh, Is he going to be their starting quarterback down the road? So I'm asking you guys, what are your opinions on this? Do you think Matt Ryan is going to continue to be the future of this team? Or do you think they'll sit somebody behind him for a little bit, Matt, let Matt Ryan play uh, maybe one or two more years, and then uh, kind of move on? I'll trade Jordan Love. Hey, <laughs> you should trade Jordan Love. You should never have drafted Jordan Love. Oh, hey, he hasn't played yet. Who knows? Maybe he's, maybe he's the goat. Who knows? If you want to hear about that, if you want to hear my reaction to that, go listen to last week's podcast. <laughs> listen to all the podcasts. I mean, listen to all the podcasts. Well, I, usually we hear, we hear um, like coaches raving about the backup quarterback. Yeah. If like they're that good. And I've only heard bad things about Jordan Love, like just missing like an easy throw at the net or like throwing over someone's head. Oh, really? I mean, there could be other stuff that I'm missing, but it doesn't seem like it's been too good for him yet. But what do I know? I'm really not a Packers insider here. Yeah. Anyways, back to the Falcons and Jordan's question. Um, I, I think that they could get a quarterback in this draft, but I wouldn't do it. Matt Ryan has so much money left on his contract, you may as well just play him out for one more year without having that backup guy behind him. Uh, I don't know where they're going to draft it. If they continue to win, it's going to be higher up, and they might not get a guy that's that good. With Matt Ryan, he's a guy that can win you games. They just need a defense, and this team could be good. That's, once again, it's right now we're saying it's one player away, but could the cycle repeat? Who knows? Um, but basically, to answer your question, they do need a quarterback. I just don't think they should get one in this year's draft. Well, I think what they're going to do is I think they're going to keep Matt Ryan because, like you said, you know, the contract and, you know, just also just, you know, why not? You have him, you know, like, see, you know, who knows if he just goes off and has this awesome, you know, you know, three-game, five-game stretch, whether it's this year and they rally in a playoff position or next year. You know, I think you hold on to him, but I do think you also do have to look um, look to the future because think about, like, if you say you're a rookie quarterback, you know, Atlanta's got to be, you know, an attractive destination, right? You get Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, you'll have – a new offense, a new probably I think offensive-minded head coach. You know, Dan Quinn was a defensive guy, and that didn't work out. So I mean, I think it'll be an offensive-minded guy. You know, you'll have Julio Jones there, you'll have Calvin Ridley there. You know, history of great receivers in Atlanta. They're just a couple years removed from going to the Super Bowl. If you are a rookie quarterback, I think Atlanta's got to be an attractive just destination, especially when some of the other you know possible destinations are the Jets and the Jaguars. But for real, I, I mean, I don't know about first round, but I almost think Atlanta should. You know, at some point in the draft, you know. Get a guy, if there's a guy that falls, you know, into the second round, third round that they like, or if they really do feel that there's a guy available when they pick in the first round that's there, I'm not necessarily opposed to it. You know, we'll see how Atlanta finishes the year, but I think what they should do is almost kind of do what the Packers are sort of doing with Jordan Love, you know, but without the reaching for a prospect part. You, you keep Matt Ryan, you have him there, and you also get a nice, you know, promising young prospect, you know, groom him. You know, he's got Matt Ryan, veteran quarterback. You'll have a new head coach. You'll have receivers that have been there a while. So it'll be a nice, really a nice system for a rookie quarterback. I Like I said, I think if you're a rookie quarterback, you got to be hoping to go to Atlanta. I think that's a destination that it would be hard not to like. So I think they could do a thing where they have, start Matt Ryan week one, 2021, but have, um, you know, some rookie or some other young guy, uh, probably a rookie, being there ready and waiting if things go south or if he just, you know, wows in camp like 
we saw with Tua taking over for Fitzpatrick. So that that's my Falcon spiel. Right, Brandon, what are they doing with Matt? Huh? What are they doing with Matt Ryan? <laughs> with Matt Ryan? Sorry, I'm just trying to look up who the um quarterbacks are on this roster. Because I know it's... You still have Kurt Benkert. I remember him from the Hall of Fame game 2019. Yeah. Um, because it's yeah, oh, I was gonna say his match shop still. Is he still playing? I'm I'm looking right now. It won't let me sort by position. Wait, uh, oh yeah, match up. Wow. They only have two. They only have two quarterbacks on the roster. It's Matt Ryan and Matt Schaub, which is, I mean, it wouldn't be two bad quarterbacks to learn after. I mean, Matt yeah. Schaub has just been He's a scrub. Been around the league though. Matt, <laughs> He's Matt a veteran. Schaub. Yeah, we'll say that at least. He's definitely Period. definitely a veteran, but um, no, honestly, if if uh. I, I'm not saying it's time to tank, but if your team is just not that good and you guys are devastated by injuries, like you should, you guys probably shouldn't be trying to win games. Like I, I understand that's kind of a yeah. bad thing to say, is like a front office or like someone like just telling your players like every Sunday, hey, just go out and suck so we can get a better draft. Yeah, pick. I, I, I don't know. But I, I don't know. I think that who I I don't know if the Falcons GM is going to be that smart to take a quarterback in the first round. Like you said, maybe if someone falls, that would be good for them too. But I feel like the quarterback that they need is not really a Lamar Jackson, but kind of like a Patrick Mahomes guy who can really throw it. I think, but, a, lot, I think a lot of teams would like a guy yeah. Like him. <laughs> yeah, but uh, someone who could throw it but I mean, can also run away. People yeah. compared Jordan Love to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, well. <laughs> I was not one of them. Yeah, that comparison is definitely very outlandish. Yeah. Especially there there since are similarities. There are yeah. some similarities. Similarities, but the skill level is not yeah. there. I no, compared him to Jameis Winston. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. Well, definitely serious. The accuracy yeah. is definitely a problem, but honestly, if they can land like a top 15 pick, I think they have a realistic shot of maybe hitting a Trey Lance or like, like, like y'all said, they, they need help on defense. I think they need a better pass rush. They need better linebackers besides Deion Jones. They need safeties. They need another corner to go next to AJ Terrell. The whole defense literally just needs to be redone. So yeah. honestly, mm-hmm. if they can hit on Trey Lance, good for them. If they can hit on some other defensive player, that's even better. Yeah, I mean, right now they're three and six. They're what two games out of the playoffs, so they're not out of it. You know, they could go on a hot stretch. We've seen teams do it before. You know, it's not it's not over until your playoff chances are zero point zero percent. The Falcons' playoff chances, while dim, are higher than that. So, I mean, I think this team's gonna fight and you know finish the season somewhat strong, like they always do. But you know, at times you got to start thinking about the future. You know, Matt Ryan's not gonna be out in this league forever. So, do you? Um, you know, think about after him. I'm not saying get rid of him, but you can still think about the future without, you know, completely like, you know, just moving on from Matt Ryan, who's given your franchise so much. He is 35 years old. That that's true. There are players in this league who are, are like 40 and still playing great. I think Matt Ryan is a fantastic. Are we gonna Are we gonna talk about Tom Brady's last game? Well, yeah, we will probably mostly play great. Right now, but I'm, <laughs> mostly I'm sure we'll great. get to it. Uh, but yeah, Tom didn't play too well. Drew did though. Yes, he's, he's up there in age as well. 40. One? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think didn't Drew Brees after that game like doesn't he have a two touchdown lead on Brady? Yeah, I think it's I think two it's or more three. Than that. It's yeah. gonna go back and forth. It's gonna go back and forth for years. Yeah. As long as those two play. Well, I don't know how long Drew Brees is gonna play. Well, he yeah, maybe a year if he retires. We'll but going back to Matt Ryan, I really do think he's a good quarterback, and I know he had some slumps during this season, and mm-hmm. uh, but his receivers has kind of been injured. Julio has been in and out. Calvin Ridley was just out last game. Uh, it's kind of tough for him. But I really do think he's good. There was a time when uh, he he won MVP. His team was doing great. Then twenty eight to three happened, and you know everything for the Falcons. No matter how good people are playing, just did not look the same. Uh, even like I know Julio Jones is a fantastic guy, but he doesn't get as much credit because he's on the Falcons. Many people say, "Are the Falcons wasting his career?" 
I think not. I think injuries are really hurting his career. But uh, with Matt Ryan, I do think he's really good, and I do think that they should try to keep him around for a bit longer. Uh, I don't think they should try to draft somebody this year. I think Matt's got two, three, four more good years left in him. So I don't think he needs to groom somebody guy, somebody for two, three, four years. I think you pick somebody up, groom him for a year, then let him play. Heck, we see three rookie quarterbacks playing this year already, and Burrow, Herbert, and Tua. Uh, and obviously those guys went early in the draft, and the Falcons probably won't have an early draft pick. But uh, still, I don't think this is the year to go out and get a quarterback. Do you think they would potentially last until or wait until next year for a Spencer Rattler? Uh, well, I don't think they should get Spencer Rattler in general. I don't think he's crazy good. But uh, <laughs> so I, I don't know. There's not too many good quarterbacks coming out next year that I know of. Sam Howell. Sam Howell is a good one. I don't, is it, he might not declare though. We'll oh, see. true. Yeah. Yeah. So probably he could. Bo Nix also could. Uh, Bo Nix has Bo- not been playing very well. well. Yeah. Auburn. Where is he? Auburn. Yeah. yeah. I don't oh. think about that. Is Kyle Trask? He can go next. He year. can go this year. Yeah. yeah. He can go this year. Yeah. I don't know oh, if he okay. will, but yeah, he probably won't. He'll probably be next year. Some decent uh, quarterback yeah. talent. Yeah, I guess it's getting better as we talk about it. His mind, his mind's this year. He could do this year, yeah. Yeah. We will get into college talk later, but... Um, yeah, we love college talk. Yes, we do love to talk about the colleges. Anyways, um, we're talking about some young quarterbacks. This next team we're going to talk about has got one of the best young quarterbacks in the league right now, and Justin Herbert. It's the Chargers we're going to talk about, but we're not talking about... Uh, I mean, we will talk about the Chargers being good, because they are a good team, but they just consistently find ways to lose games, and you just gotta say these poor Chargers, man. Yeah, these poor Chargers and their poor fans—they actually exist now. I think yes. they've they've grown in numbers, and they are real. And for those that exist, uh, they're not a myth. Uh, I feel very bad for you as a Bears fan. I struggle watching my team play, but I can't imagine what you go through every week. You probably have like eight thousand heart attacks by this point already. I think you're probably like, in the hospital every single Monday watching after watching these games because it always comes down to being so close and you just can't win in the end it's really really frustrating uh even for me who's not a Chargers fan I love Justin Herbert but even for anyone around the league uh because nobody really hates the Chargers a lot of people like Justin Herbert they want to see this team win they just can't do it last week it was a not necessarily a drop but a good play to knock the ball out of his hands at the end of the game in the end zone uh that would have uh won the game for the Chargers and so it is just they've not been able to secure games has been really, really tough for them. I feel bad for Justin Herbert. I feel bad for everyone on that Chargers team. I feel bad for Chargers fans. And I think, I mean, I just feel bad just in general. I want to see this team succeed. I wish Justin Herbert scored that touchdown so my fantasy team could have been a lot closer. But, you know, <laughs> you it still wouldn't work. Yeah, I, I feel bad for them too, honestly, the Chargers. You know, Chargers Nation, or I mean, I don't know if Nation's the right word, you know, Chargers State, maybe. I don't think they get a whole I nation. think it's Nation, right? Well, no, I'm saying cause, like, you know, in terms are, of the size. Yeah, of the that's oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but yeah, suburbs. There's two other county. If you're yeah. poking and prodding at the at uh, SeatGeek Stadium or whatever it's called, then oh, what? They're small. Remember when they had to play in that like really small like stadium? <laughs> oh, was it the StubHub Center? Or yeah, the StubHub Center, oh, yeah. whatever it was called. I think Stop that was it. it. Yeah, that was the Coliseum. That's no, that was the Rams. They both played there. I think. No, they don't no. anymore. The, I know, but the Chargers played there last year, right? No, the Chargers moved out and they played at the Chargers stuff. played in like a soccer stadium. Yeah, last year. Yes. No, I and know. I said now it's what is it? SoFi. Oh, yeah. SoFi Stadium. Well, while we're talking about stadiums, <laughs> I don't think a stadium is ever going to get worse than the one the, the Raiders played in. What yeah, they got a great the baseball. Stadium, yeah. The baseball field. Yeah, the baseball. Oh yeah, field. it was literally also it's also the, it was also the Oakland Athletics field, and it still is there too. But they played there, and it was like they paint the you know 
field, football field, and yeah, it was. And you had weird. the dirt on there still. That yeah. was just annoying to watch. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I mean, come on, you can't build um in the stadium. But you know, we got a little sidetracked there. But we were talking <laughs> originally about Justin Herbert and the Chargers and Chargers fans. I mean, I, I feel you. It's just they're two and six right now. But say you know they get that goal line stop against the Broncos two weeks ago, and they convert one of those you know close plays in the end zone for a touchdown against Vegas last week. If both of those things happen, you know, they're four and four and they're flirting with the playoff spot right now. So it's just, you know, really painful for the Chargers because the record looks like they've been out of it for so long. But I mean, th- this team, they clearly have so much promise. I mean, they've been right there, um, but the defense just hasn't been able to get that stop at the end. You know, Justin Herbert, he's not been perfect. He's, you know, had some, you know, bad throws here or there, costly interception here or there, but he's playing really well. I know we see a lot of things going around called midseason awards. Personally, for me, if I'm giving out offensive rookie of the year right now, it goes to Herbert. I don't think we all agree on that here, but we can talk about that later if that comes up. But I think the Chargers, it, it just comes down to the defense not being able to hold up. I mean, really, you know, look at the past few games, look at the Denver game. You know, even the Vegas game, you know, that defense dug them in a pretty deep hole, allowing some points, and Herbert almost, you know, pulled off the comeback. comeback. So Herbert's playing well, but the defense is not. But also, remember how many injuries this team has on defense. You know, Bosa's not playing. You know, they got Chris Harris, and he got hurt. Derwin Obviously, Derwin James. James. So there's definitely some uh, key guys that have been injured. Where's Kanan been? What? Yeah, I mean, he's been playing. He's been doing solid. I know he's yeah. been playing. But, I mean, you know. It's Desmond just, King just got traded. Yeah, Desmond King got traded. So the defense has taken some hits. But at the end of the day, you know, Chargers fans, you are a lot better than that record. And, you know, um, you know. Your team, you know, it might seem like you're far away from contention, but, you know, next year if you win these one-score games, you know, it's going to be a completely different conversation. Also, their offensive line for the Chargers has not been good at all. Nope. I didn't um, – in our video, we made a video comparing Joe Burrow and uh, Justin Herbert, and Chargers fans were very mad at me for yeah. not talking about how bad the Chargers line you was. You do your research. Uh, so they were not happy with me at Ran all, so I'm going to do it right sure. now. But, they called yeah. yeah, but I mean, I didn't say they were a good offensive line. I just said the Bengals were a little bit worse, and I still think that's true. The Chargers' offensive line has been terrible, and Justin Herbert is finding ways to make it work. That's good, but with a line like this, it's tough to win games, and that could be a part of why they're losing so many close games. So I think with that, we can move on to the next one. Um, we talked about the Steelers last week. We're going to do it again. In a different matter, we talked about them being like, wow, they're at the top of the world. And this week, they still won, but almost lost to Garrett Gilbert and the Cowboys. <laughs> um, let's get some more opinions on the Steelers after this week of football. Well, for me, I said it last week's podcast, too. The Steelers are a great team. Do not get me wrong and don't take this the wrong way. I think they're going to make the playoffs and they'll give themselves... Uh, sh- oh, I, I think everyone thinks they're going to make the playoffs, oh, yeah. but because right now... Okay, it'd be, like, hilarious if they did. Like, that's, like, yeah. almost mathematically impossible. Do. Yeah. Although, um, did you see the Eagles have a better chance at winning their division than the Steelers do? Yeah. Isn't that, that hilarious? Yeah. Or are they yeah. three, four, and one? Yep. Yikes. Um, so, right, back, to, back to the Steelers. I forgot what I was saying for a second. Um, they're a great team, don't get me wrong, but I don't think that they are up there where some of their teams that have been... 8-0 recently, have been undefeated recently. I don't know if they're as good as the Ravens and the, the Chiefs. Um, I think they're definitely up there with them, but I love their defense and their offense playing good. By the way, this is something really important to mention. Big Ben is on the COVID list now. Really? Uh, yeah, so oh, I, don't wow. know if, I don't know if it's going to be a false thing or whatever. Wait, so who's um, going to start then? Is Mason Rudolph going to start? Yeah. Or is he still even on the he team? He is still on the yeah, team. Yeah. He got in last game because... Uh, yeah. Ben hurt himself again at the end of the second so it's Mason, half. It's, is uh, Doug Hodges still in? I don't know if he's still there. I don't think so. Question, I can check, though. We'll see what happens with that throughout the, the week with 
uh, Big Ben, hopefully for the for the Steelers and for Tyler's fantasy team, uh, he'll be able to come back and play. So that could be really important. But the Steelers team has been great, don't get me wrong, but I just don't think that they're as good as some people might advertise. They are great. They're one of the better teams in the league, but there is a lot of hype going behind them. And when you lose to, or when you beat the Cowboys, who are a very struggling team right now, by only that that small of a margin, I think that's a lot of reason for concern. And I know the players were in the locker room celebrating because they haven't lost this season. But if that's me, I'm happy I won. But I was also like, come on, we were just in that close to the game with someone who lost their starting quarterback, who's playing with Gary Gilbert. Yeah, true. Gary Gilbert ever playing his first ever start against a terrible defense. I don't think you're going to be happy going out of that game. I'm sure you're going to have a smile on your face because you're one and you're still undefeated. But there has to be a small part inside of every single one of those players that thinks to themselves, wow, we made this game close with this Cowboys team who's really struggling right now. And if they don't feel that way, then I don't think that they are a true competitor. They, they definitely feel that way. I just think after a game, no matter what, if you win, you celebrate right after and worry about what was bad later on in the week. And that's what they're going to do. They did have a good comeback. This team, yeah. to me, is still the best team in the NFL right now, based on their record. They haven't showed too many signs of faltering other than what we saw this week. This team has been pretty consistent. Their wide receiver core is great. Ben Roethlisberger, I heard you mention it before, with the COVID and injured reserve stuff, it's looking a bit, little bit iffy there. Their defense has not slowed down. This team is very good across the board. It's not, picked, it's not necessarily great so. across the board. The defense has been great at times, for sure. Most times they have been great. But we do want a balanced team in football. You don't need a great offense, a bad defense. Uh, this team has a good offense and a very good defense, and that's the key to success right now in the NFL. That's why they're so good. And yeah. That's why teams like the Chiefs and, and the Ravens are up there with them because those are two other really balanced teams in the NFL right now. Yeah, you look yeah. at the Seahawks. They have, may quite possibly have the best offense in the league, but if you don't have a defense, the offense isn't going to matter. You need it. Yeah. I'd rather have a really good or, or, a good offense and a good defense than a really good offense in a bad defense. Yeah, I agree. And one more thing about the Steelers, you know, they're getting it done. You know, you're 8-0. No, that speaks for itself, you know. Uh, you know, a win is a win in the end. You know, it might not feel that way at times or right after the game or when you're looking back and analyzing it. But, you know, when we, you know, check the standings, you know, in January, you know, we just look at the record. We just say, hey, take a look at the record. We don't say, okay, how much did they win by or who was playing for this team when they played them. And the fact is that Pittsburgh right now, they're getting it done. It's not always dominant. You know, their past three games, you know, have been one-score games. They were close with the Broncos early in the year. They were close with the Texans early in the year. So it's not always dominant. But if you're 8-0, you're 8-0. And look at their next two opponents. It's Cincinnati and then Jacksonville. I mean, I don't know about you, but I see 10-0. I almost gave the Bengals the upset in that yeah. one. I, I, I see 10-0 right there, really. And then after that, they got Baltimore on Thanksgiving night, so that should be a fun game. I'm glad yeah. the schedule makers did that. Yeah, that should be really, really fun. The other two games, maybe not so much, but that one yeah. would be pretty fun. That, yeah, I think the nightcap will be the best game, for sure. All right, so we'll see if the Steelers can keep their undefeated record going. Let's talk about a team now that has really been surging recently. The Miami Dolphins, and I know oh, yes. Jordan and Ryan have been high on them for a while, and you know, I'm I'm jumping on this hype train right now. This team is playoff worthy. Right now, the way they are playing, they have a chance to go kind of far in the playoffs. I could see Tua played a lot better this week. The defense still played well. The wide receivers are getting it done, and the running backs are doing what they have to do as well. Not even to mention the offensive line with some new additions to it has played a lot better than they did last year. So very exciting all around for this team. Jordan and Ryan specifically, what do you guys think? Because you guys have been liking this team 
since the beginning of the season, really. Yeah, we have been liking this team, and when we took a look at this team, uh, you, you didn't really know how good this offense or defense was going to be. You just thought, okay, it might be there this year. They got a lot of players in free agency on that defense side of the ball, and obviously picking up Tua and having some good names on offense as well. Uh, I think with Tua, I want to talk about him for a quick second. Uh, he played very well in this game. He Now he did not put up these Joe, Bur well Joe Burrow and <laughs> Justin Hubbard, Herbert uh, standing or stats that we have seen, like 300-plus yards, three touchdowns. But for Tua, that's a very, very good game for him. Um, you don't always need to have that great of stats uh, to have a good game still. So uh, I think he played very well. If he keeps playing like that, this thing could be really good. And Tyler mentioned it, the defense. They have really stepped up. They scored another uh, fumble touchdown again, I think, in this game. So uh, when, when you have that, that's very good for your team. I think this Dolphins team is going to fight for the division. They're going to fight in the playoffs when they get there. Uh, big statement, but yeah. Yeah, I think they'll be in the playoffs too. I think that when you look at the team, um, there's a lot to like. Um, you know, Tua's playing well, but even if Tua does have an off game, that defense certainly has the ability to step up. They have playmakers on that side. They made a lot of additions on that part of the ball um, in free agency. Offense was, you know, a lot uh, in the draft. Um, but, you know, they did get some defense in the draft as well. Um, but also, uh, with Miami, um, they're just, you know, such a, a nitty-gritty team. They play tough. They're not going to get blown really? out. You know? Well, no, not that Dan's the gritty, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but, um, you know, even in games they've lost, they've played good teams very tough. You know, they played uh, Buffalo tough. They played Seattle fairly tough. But they've also beaten some good teams. You know, they beat um, the Rams and the Cardinals these back-to-back -back weeks. You know, the Dolphins, um, you know, two wins against that great NFC West. I think that they're a team that... Um, you know, they're just proving me and Jordan right, right about why we were so high on them before the year and why. I, did you have them in the playoffs too? I think I did have them. Yeah, I have, so we both had them in the playoffs before the year. So really proving us right. And, and, you know, honestly, if they keep this up, they might exceed our expectations for them if they keep winning. Um, they've got a fun matchup this Sunday against the Chargers, Tua versus Herbert. Mm -hmm. um, pretty much everyone's quarterbacks two and quarterbacks three. You know, who's who uh, varies. But, you know, obviously these two guys that Unless we watched. MJD. Yeah, that was hmm. still weird. We did a video on his mock draft, I remember. But, yeah, so Tua versus Herbert should be fun. Um, we'll see how the Chargers, you know, might find a way to lose. And, you know, can the Dolphins, you know, keep it going? And Tua is, you know, 2-0 and as a starter. You know, how long does he keep that going? You know, um, I think that Dolphins fans should be excited. I think now we have a lot of Dolphins fans who uh, follow our channel. Um, you know, maybe if you're a Dolphins fan listening to this podcast, I think you got to be excited about the direction of your team short and long term. So if you're in Miami, you know, you know, very sunny there, very warm. So, you know, future is very bright. So, yeah. I mean, enjoy it. I'm not this winter. Yes. <laughs> not a very sunny day particularly today. The, the uh, weather is not very good. Yeah, in, here in not Chicago. Chicago yeah. Yeah. Not in, but in Chicago. Miami. I mean, uh, oh, no. even in Miami, they're having mm. the hurricanes. Oh, yeah. On, yeah. So. My mom, I was talking to my mom, and she said it was underwater. But that's that's besides the point. Miami Hurricanes. Um, Miami oh, Hurricanes. Um, but if if any of y'all listened to the last podcast, you heard me take sort of take a dump on Tua. Oh, yeah. I was, I was just like, <laughs> ah, he's not that. really convincing me. He was just kind of meh last game. I was going to ask you. Man. Yeah. I'm mean, addressing it already. I mean, yeah, this game is – it was definitely a prove-it game. I, th I thought he played well. I mean – He's good. It wasn't he, fantastic. It, it wasn't fantastic, but, but he it, played good. He played he, well. Yeah, he uh, played which well. Which other than one of those descriptive words you want to use? Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he played well. He looked like a good. He looked he looked like an NFL starter. Not yeah. a, not the greatest. Not 
I honestly don't think that he's going to be better than Herbert and Burrow in their career. I agree, but that's I, a fair statement. I agree with that one. I still think he's going to be a relevant quarterback. Because believe yeah. me, he I looked w- like a first rounder out yeah. there. I, I said he this in the first, Everyone had him as a first rounder. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm saying people were like, uh oh, the injury. Like, this guy's not going to be. I don't think anyone was, was majorly concerned. Yeah. There was yeah. there obviously the talk there. about it, but still, despite the injury, everyone had him up there on the draft board. There was not much concern about him. And if you had him behind Herbert, it's because you thought Herbert was really good and you weren't really concerned yeah. about Maybe the injury. Maybe a little bit, but nothing major. Maybe a little bit, but. Dolphins showed us they weren't concerned about it. They got him in front of Herbert. So. Yeah. Yeah. And last thing before we move on, isn't it crazy that everyone was saying this team could be the worst team of all time last year, and yeah. now we're talking about them going far in the playoffs? Yeah. It's that's how quick things change. Yeah, in the NFL. I pointed awesome. that out. It is. It is crazy. You know, just you know, that's why they play the game. You know, you never know. Every, any given Sunday could be you know something unexpected. So, no, no matter what the projections say, you know, you get your opportunity. This Dolphins team has it, and you know they're taking advantage of it and they're having fun with it. So good for them. And I mean, I've said this a while, so this isn't that bold, but I do think they'll be playing football in January. Although I think the way the schedule is, everyone will be. But um, you know what I mean. I think they'll be making the playoffs, and I think that's a great um, testament to Brian Flores, this ownership, the way they've drafted. They had a lot of draft picks. They've got some more. Uh, they're gonna have the Texans draft pick uh, this draft. Uh, in the first and second round, so um, they're you know still gonna keep uh, building better and keep on getting closer uh, to um, you know the, the promised land. You know with you know the Patriots declining, the Jets being who they are, it, it's probably just gonna come down to um, Miami and Buffalo for who's gonna be you know the next AFC East you know king. You know who will it be? Will it be Josh Allen's Bills or Tua's Dolphins? Uh, we'll find out, or will they just switch off every year? Yeah, and while we're uh, in the AFC East, and while we're talking about. Uh, how we thought the Dolphins were going to be one of the worst teams of all time. Let's go to another team that many people think uh, could be one of the worst teams of all times. It's the Jets, but they did not play like that on Monday night. They played pretty darn good against the Patriots. For, for Jets team. For a Jets for team. Jets and so, Brandon, I know you have high opinion on this. So, Brandon, go ahead. They looked like a legitimate football team. No. No, really? That's right. No. Really? I watched the whole entire game. First, first through third quarter. Really good. I turned off the game to hop on Xbox, but... Uh, I watched the whole entire game, but then I turned that, that fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I watched a majority of the game, and Joe Flacco was honestly looking really, really good. He they, is an elite quarterback. Yeah. Sure. According I, to according our to, current president. Yeah, Donald totally. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think the Jets... Well, they also did lose Mekhi Becton, too, in that game. They lost him with the chest injury for that game. I don't know what the status of him is, but yeah. um, they had Isaiah Wynn step up, and he, he played okay. I mean, he went out for a little bit, too. So. On the Patriots, you mean? On the Jets. Isaiah Isa- Wynn's on the Patriots. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Isaiah Wynn is on the Patriots, right? He's on the Jets. Did they waive him? He's on. He he played last night, or the day whenever they played. I thought he, got, he, thought he was on the Patriots. I mm. thought they said he was getting No, they, they literally, let's, let's settle this. They literally said on Monday Night Football that Isaiah Wynn was from the Patriots, one, a former Patriots player. Look it up. Really? Yeah. He's still on the Patriots. That's what they said. No way. I don't believe Isaiah that. Isaiah Emmanuel Wynn is an American football offensive tackle for the New England Patriots of the National Football League. I he swear to God, they literally said. Yeah. They literally, I swear to God, it was like, well, what, what, whatever. I'm going to you up with you after that one. Funny. <laughs> I'm looking at just ESPN. Kidding, I'm just no, but I honestly, they, they did look like a good, okay, so he was on the, he is on the Patriots. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I didn't know that. I, th- I Maybe thought if you was... watched the fourth quarter, you would have figured yeah, it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
No, regardless, the Jets look like a re- look like a legitimate football team. I think Joe Flacco flourished in that offense. He was, as one of the announcers said, that he's one of he's been one of the better deep ball throwers in the league. He so. passed Joe Montana in that game. He did pass Joe Montana. I, I, I don't know if the numbers are exactly correct, but I think I saw something that said uh, Flacco had 11 seasons. Montana had 16 seasons when he passed them. So yeah. if that's a correct stat, then. That's still pretty good for someone who yeah. has not con- been considered elite by a lot of people. He's yeah. really been the talk of his whole career, but, but Brandon, keep going. But the Jets' defense actually stepped up for the majority of the game. They played really was well. Was it that or was it the Patriots' offense just being Well, dropped? no, they were actually getting pressure on the quarterback. Okay. It, it was it was honestly surprising because they didn't have Quinn and Williams. Avery Williamson got traded. They have no other recognizable names that I can even think of yeah. on that defense. So, I, I don't know. They, they looked like a good team, but the Patriots were able to – run away with it at the, in the fourth quarter. So, so I got a question for you. You just said the Jets look like a good team. Is that a statement that you thought you would have ever had said during the season? During this season? No. During past seasons, like maybe five, six years ago, probably. Okay. But uh, I don't know. I think they're... Five, six years ago. He's going a long way back. <laughs> Dude, that was that was when all the Jets were in their prime. They had Darrell Revis. They had all... that Revis Island. Prime Mark, prime, uh, Mark Sanchez. Oh, Dude, yeah. It was good. Butt fumble. So, butt yeah. fumble. But um, I, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like the the Jets kind of got scummed out of that game. I felt like the Patriots definitely should not have won that game. That should have been the Jets' the, first win. I think the Jets actually played a better game than the team they were playing against. They did not get end up getting the win as well. You do have to win, Isaiah. Win. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you remember him, Brandon, right? Yeah. Um, you do have to give it to the Patriots because they did. Uh, play well enough to win, win the game win, in the end win, of the win. game. Uh, Jacoby Myers stepped up for the Patriots. When the at watching this game, we actually finally got to learn some Patriots receivers. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we know Jacoby Myers. He played well. Uh, Cam Newton did enough for his team at the end of the day. And something I want to talk about with this is a lot of people. You saw memes and stuff. There was actually one that was really funny where it was uh, people driving a tank and like singing a song, and it said Jets fans after losing this game, so they can continue the tank. Yeah. Um, and even if you're, there was other stuff that came out on social media of Jets fans saying like, come on, what are you doing? Keep, lose this game. We want Trevor or whatever it is, stuff like that. But even if you're a Jets fan, how do you want your team to lose? I know you want the best quarterback I know available. I know you want the best player available. I know you want your team to do good, uh, throughout the next few years because this team is, let's face it, very, very lost. But if you ever want your team to lose, that's embarrassing. If you're the Jets if there's any player in that locker room playing to lose a game ever, that really frustrates me because I don't care if you want to go 0-16 and get the best player available. There should be no one there wanting to lose a game. Football is a game that takes so much preparation. It pours so much of your time into it. It takes so much dedication. During a week, you have to be so smart. And if you just go through the week and do all that stuff just to want to go out there on Sunday or Monday or Thursday, whenever the heck you're playing. Sometimes you Saturday. Want to, yeah, sometimes Saturday. Tuesdays, too. That's true. Oh my um, recently. But if you ever go onto the field wanting to lose, I don't want to see that player ever touch a blade of grass again. Every time any player steps onto the field, I don't care if you're 0-15 and this is your last game and the other team, another team is 1-16 and if you lose the game, then uh, you'll get the second pick. I don't care. You should still want to go out there and win that game. That's just my philosophy for it. You work so hard during the year. It just really frustrates me when people want to see their teams lose, when teams even think about the fact that they want to go out there and lose a game. I, I don't think players do that. Players want to win games. They don't care about the tanking. They're not GMs. They're not coaches. Yeah. 
yeah. coaches and GMs and fans are the people that want their team to lose because they want better luck next year. These guys but are some GM of the wants most. Their team to lose, then that's kind of sad too. Well, well, they want a top it makes pick. Makes more sense, but yeah. but uh, these these guys are the top competitors in the world. There is a very 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 limited amount of players in the NFL, if any, that want to go out on a given Sunday, Saturday, Monday, Thursday, Tuesday, and lose a game. I I just don't see that being be happening, but I could get why fans would want it to happen, especially against Patriots, a division opponent who, if they had beaten, uh, they would have only been one game behind, and if the Patriots decided to tank themselves, they could have gotten themselves the first pick, overall pick if the Jets just won one more game. Yeah, I mean, then when the Jets were winning, there was the joke that, oh, look at, look at Belichick, he's losing on purpose, so the Jets can't get Trevor, and then he can, you know, Bill Belichick at it again, but I don't think anyone's trying to lose. I, I really no. don't think you know anyone. Especially that, not Bill yeah, Belichick. I, I, no, anyone on, on on both sides. I really don't think so. I think that you know these players, the guys that are on the field. I, I really don't think they're ever playing to lose ever. I I know there's the tanking and there's the draft issue, but like I mean, if you're gonna base your whole season on this one player, Trevor Lawrence, like one, you know, who knows what could happen the rest of the college football season, you know. Like we saw with, you know, Tank for Tua, and it turned out Burrow was the consensus number one pick. You know, who knows what could happen the rest of the way. You know, um, you know, you just you don't Mac know. Who knows? But and then, and then also, you know, what if what if Trevor Pack for Mac? I don't know. What if what <laughs> if Trevor does stay in Clemson? Or what if Trevor yeah. says he's not going to play for the Jets? And then oh, we lost all these games. You know, we tanked this season. You no, know, we had our minds on this do. thing, and you know. Well, now what are you going to do? I don't, think he's gonna do that, I don't think they are, but you know, just play out, see what happens, and then if you're 0-16, you're 0-16. If you're 1-15, you're 1-15. Whatever, you take it from there. But you know, right now, you should just be focused on winning one game, going out there every Sunday, Thursday, whatever, giving it your all, You know, playing the game you love that you worked your whole life to play. And... This is not an easy sport to play. No, it's not no. an easy sport to get into with the NFL. A very, very select group of very talented people, whether you're on the practice squad and you're starting quarterback for the best team in the league. Uh, it's a very, very rare thing to make it into this league, and if you're there, you ever want to lose the game. It just frustrates me that people talk about that possibility being a thing. If people actually think that, then that's really annoying. Yep. Uh, just one more thing before we move on to our next topic. Topic. I've got a a little bit of a hot take here. Okay. Oh yes. Um, so watching the game yesterday. Do you think the Jets play better with Sam Darnold or with Joe Flacco? I'm gonna and say why? I'm gonna say Joe Flacco because I do think Sam Darnold is a good quarterback, but just something about well, okay, I'm stopping my answer here. I'll come back to you on the answer because I just thought of something new. This was the first time the Jets had all three of their top receivers playing in this game. They had they had Crowder, they had uh, Perryman, they had my guy Denzel Mims. I really like him and he played very well in this game. Uh, so this is the first time they had all three of them there. That's really helped. That really helped him out. It really helped Joe Flacco out. So I'd love to see Sam Darnold with those three guys play. But the way that that Joe Flacco played, I don't think that you can make a huge argument. I mean, never. That's not true. You can make an argument for Sam Darnold. But after watching that game, Joe Flacco played well enough to try to assert himself. Maybe not in front of Sam Darnold on the depth chart, but he kind of showed. I still got some left in me, uh, Adam. Okay, let me get back in here. And by the way, uh, Adam Gase turned over the play calls to. Dowell Logan's who, or Logan's who was with the Bears. I just wanted to and, it, and guess what? It worked out. Teams can switch. Sorry, going back to the Bears makes me angry. Teams can switch their their play callers, and sometimes it'll work out. Give it a try. Go we're back not, to the Jets. We're, we're, we're yeah. Work it out. All right, all right so back, back to the Jets yeah. discussion. What do you think, Ryan? It's kind of strange how well they play with Joe Flacco. It, it doesn't make sense because Sam Donald. It, it makes no sense. Really? Because Sam Darnold, I don't think Sam Darnold's a, 
bust. I just think, you know, he, he just doesn't have the coaching, doesn't have the supporting cast. So I, I know the Jets are trending in the direction of drafting a quarterback, but I mean, I, I, I get it, but I also get that, you know, you know, Sam Donald was, let's not forget this, you know, highly touted prospect out of USC. He was projected to be the number one pick, you know, the, the Jets, remember when the Jets in 2018, they had the sixth overall pick. They traded up to number three with the Colts, and that was reportedly for a guy like maybe Baker Mayfield. You know, I think they assumed Darnold would be off the board by then, so I think they were ecstatic, and their fans were ecstatic at the time they got him. And sure enough, if, you know, they get Trevor, like, yeah, they'll be ecstatic, rightfully so, but if you don't have the coaching, if you don't have the, you know, the supporting cast, you know, how good can Trevor be? Can Trevor reach his potential? You know, can he be who he is at Clemson? I, I mean... I don't know. I think there's blame to go around with the Jets, but as far as right now, because remember the Jets, you know, worry about Trevor, worry about next year when you get there, just try and win one game. That has to be your mentality, in my opinion, if you're the Jets. Just go out there and see what happens. That that That's what I believe, and I, I think everyone yeah. should agree with that. Yeah, I don't think yeah. they're thinking about the Super Bowl. I, I don't know. Of course uh, not. I, I mean, think you're just, you've got to go out there every day, and you got to think about, i got to win this game. You're not thinking about the Super Bowl if you're the Jets, of course, because yeah. you haven't won a game yet this season. Why would anyone you think about the Super Bowl at yeah. this point. But you're just thinking about going out there and trying to win your next game, trying to play as best as you yeah. can. And if if uh, you actually let go out on the field, which the Jets are actually able yeah. to do, uh, then then you go out and try to win a game. You're not trying to win the Super Bowl. It's not just the Jets. It's every NFL team. Yes. You're trying to go out and win every game one at a time. Yeah, yeah. What, do you, what do you think about that? Well, I agree with you. In the game of football, yes. there There is a way. Um, there is definitely... The mentality that you want to go out and win a game, but yeah. there are other aspects of life where that's just not the same. Let's not get into that. Let's move on to the next topic. Uh, speaking of bad teams in the Jets, um, the Buccaneers are not a bad team, but they played like quite a terrible team with the uh, their play against the Saints at home on Sunday Night Football. But TB 12, 12% pass, passer rating, it seemed like in that one. Um, but just not literally, but it's just ugly from the – uh, Buccaneers. Yeah, it was really ugly. And something I've been saying for a long time, was, I know the Bucks are good. They have a great offense and a fantastic defense as well. And there's reason for hype behind this team. But when they were playing really well, after that Bears game, they picked up uh, their play. Tom Brady played a lot better. These receivers got some good stats. Running backs played well. And the defense uh, played up to a great, a great caliber as well. When all that was happening, everyone was pumped. They're like, yes, my Super Bowl prediction is going to stay true. Let's go, Buccaneers. They're going all the way. Uh, goodbye, everyone else in the NFC. And when they finally face an AFC opponent, see you later. They're going to win this thing. They're going to take, the, they're going to take home that B, uh, as uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, said it said it best, even though uh, he did not even get to the Super Bowl when he said that. But there was a lot of hype behind this team. And I still think the Bucks are a great team. But people needed to pump the brakes, and I mean the Bucks—they really pumped their brakes brakes after uh, this week because they played pretty bad both ways. Their defense, which we knew was really good, they did not play very well. They were playing uh, the Saints. If you didn't watch the game, and uh, pre prior to this week, uh, the Saints' offense had not looked too good. Now, an important thing to mention—they got Michael Thomas back in this game. They got Emmanuel Sanders back in this game. That really looked like it helped the Saints, and I think that was going to really help the Saints in the future uh, on their Super Bowl run, and me and Ryan both having them going all the way and taking home that trophy at the end of the day. Uh, but with the Bucks, they just did not play up to a good caliber. I don't know if it was something with Antonio Brown that just messed up on the offense. I don't think it was. I just think that Tom was having a bad day. They were getting some really good pressure on him, and something was just not clicking for them. 
the whole team, I don't really know what it was. Maybe it was just playing on Monday night. Who knows? But it was not good. For it me. was Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah Sunday. But yeah, I mean, that's, you're, you're okay. Don't worry about it. But this is not the Buccaneers team. That's not overreacting to say the Buccaneers. No, I'm not. Are, I, know, I know you're not saying that. I don't think really I'm, many people are saying that. This team will bounce back, whether said, it be next week. I said week. they're going to have some games where they drop. Now, yes. they didn't just drop this one. Yeah. They chucked it at the ground and walked all the way to grandmother's house. That's like you raging when we play video games. Yeah, Mario I'll, probably, I'll probably be yes. doing that soon. So. Yeah, as soon as we're done with this I'm podcast. Sure you're yeah, it's like you, you probably you should, like, oh, yeah, you well, should have been here. Earlier. I mean, but, yeah, you should have been here. Earlier. Yeah, <laughs> may as well fill in the listeners on this right now. We were playing some Mario Kart earlier, and uh, you know, <laughs> some touchdown table Mario Kart. Yeah, well, Ryan wasn't playing. It was me and Tyler first, and then Brandon, uh, poor Brandon, sitting outside in the rain, waiting for us to. He was only that there. He, no, he was in his car. He was, he was in his car. Okay, good, good. Uh, but he was still waiting for us, and um, I was not happy. You know, there was a lot of screaming going on. Uh, I got hit with many red shells, bananas, uh, boxes. It was really frustrating for me. Yeah, if you're, uh, yeah, I almost said Mario Golf. If you're a Mario Kart player, uh, you know how tough that is. And I think the game literally hates me just like Madden hates me, and that's why I scream. I like to rage. I like to scream. It's fun. I don't care what you say about it. And Brandon, you were screaming too. That was pretty fun. Oh yeah, you yeah. To uh, be fair, I've never played the GameCube before, so it was fun though. Uh, excuses, excuses. But we could we could make a whole other podcast talking about that. We're not going to though. <laughs> so this is supposed to be this, video is, this is an absolute. Very <laughs> oh gosh, we got to be careful. I get um, demonetized after that. Yes, uh, <laughs> we. Um, I, I think I think most of you would think this is a perfect way to transition to college football. I mean, talk totally. about Mario Kart. Totally. I mean, the best possible way you could find. Let's talk yeah. about. Um, some college football, and let's talk about the best game we saw this week. We expected it to be the best, and it was Notre Dame pulling yeah. up the upset. I mean, I they're it. becoming more and more relevant as this thing goes on. Yeah, a lot of people have them at number two. Some people yeah. number one in the rankings now. This team looks good. Um, Clemson. Let's not talk about Clemson as much. They'll be fine. Let's talk about Notre Dame a lot in this because they're looking like a lot more of an attractive team, and they were already attractive before this. Yeah, they absolutely were. I think Ian Book has been playing really well. He was playing very well last year, and his defense has also stepped up a lot. And I know Trevor Lawrence is not playing in this game, and I'm just going to be honest. I can't say the Clemson's quarterback. DJ. Yeah, DJ. DJ. I can't say his last name, yeah. uh, so I'm sorry. It's kind of like Tua. I'll learn eventually, though, because I learned Tua's last name uh, eventually. Say it. Tua Tungabato. Yeah. What's his full name, Tyler? Uh, well, hold on. Uh, I, better. I think, better. Try to pronounce his brother's name. Talia Talia. I thought it was Talia. Nah, well, who cares? I don't know what it is. But I think Tua's name is Tua Nega Manapoloio. No, Manapolo. Pelosi? No, no. Pelosi. Manapoloia Tonga Vailoa, I think. Something like that. We watched a video on it yesterday. Tua Nega yeah, yeah, where um, he, Tua pronounced it, and it's something like it's that. It's Tua. Talking about the Yes. <laughs> but um, let's get back to Notre Dame here. Notre Dame. <laughs> because uh, they played great. Ian Book, um, he made some mistakes here and there, but that's going to happen occasionally. But it was enough for them to win this game. It came down overtime. It was fun in overtime. And they got it done. Notre Dame prevailed again. Proving why they should be near the top of these rankings. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting uh, to see when the ACC championship comes around because I have no doubt we're going to see Clemson and Notre Dame playing yeah. each other again uh, in that game. So that's going to be really fun, and they'll probably have Trevor Lawrence back 
uh, for that one, barring any weird things that goes on. Uh, uh, you can't get COVID again, according to science. That's true. Yeah. But maybe there could be an injury. Those still do exist. Uh, but I think Notre Dame played very, very well. And uh, as I stated before, Trevor was not playing, but they can't control if Trevor was playing. They went out there and they beat a really good team, a team that was ranked number one uh, in the AP poll. So whenever you beat a number one team, that is fantastic, regardless of who's playing quarterback. They still have a very rounded team or defense as well. I know they're missing some parts, but you can't control who you play, who is out. You just play them. They played them. They won this game. I think they played very well, and they are deserving to be up there one, two, three. And some people, or one person, I think I saw maybe I think it was one person who had Clemson in front of Notre Dame. Yeah, so, right? that just does not. Like know. even I think Clemson is the better There's team at the end of the day. Yeah. But after that, you can't. I don't think you can really put no. Clemson in front of them because they just won. You the AP poll is by week, yeah. uh, as it should be. Uh, you should be going by week and by recency. Um, so that, that's that's how it's different to me. You you could take it by week, but even when I do my AP polls, I take it by you know who's the better team looking down the stretch right now. And Trevor Lawrence didn't play in that game. If he did, I think that that Clemson would have won. Do I know that? No. Was there was DJ playing well? Yes, yeah. he was. He was playing to Trevor Lawrence level. But I mean, I there I'm not. I would. Put Notre Dame in front of Clemson, but I'm saying there is an argument that you could keep Clemson there above because small argument. Like, as I said, they're the better team, but you have to go by recency. Yeah, and by or what else we it see, would be the same we think, every not week. Not what we think. Like we don't say, oh, well, I think they could hypothetically maybe beat this team if yeah. they had this in this place. Like no, you go by like, what you see. Yeah, they'll get a chance at Notre Dame again, and they'll play yep. in the ACC and championship. Probably win a, that game. It'll be a neutral site. They'll probably win, and you know that'll be taken into account. So when that happens, that'll become the issue. But the issue right now that the AP voters need to speak and need to say. Who is the better team right now? We'll know who's better after the season, after the ACC championship. When it's all said and done, the committee and Rob Mullins and the guys and, I don't know, maybe some gals. Rob and the boys yeah, and the gals. I I, I'm not sure entirely who's in the committee, but, you know, they'll get together and they'll evaluate it. But right now, I think, for me, I think it's Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson. That's my top four. I think that, you know, Notre Dame, you know, even though they have been inconsistent at times, they've got that win on their resume against Clemson. And let's not forget, the difference between starting quarterback and the backup quarterback, uh, it's not like how it is in the NFL. It's not like you're going from, um, you know, th this this quality starter to this guy that's barely on the team. The way college football works, you know, DJ, not going to try to say his last name, still a five-star recruit, yeah, still a great player. player. You know, he led them to a win against Boston College that they came back and he kept them in this game. This guy's a great player, so obviously it's not the same as beating Clemson with Trevor, so when you say we beat Clemson, it will have that slight asterisk next to it where it says, well, they did not Aster have... what now? Asterisk. Aster 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 yeah, it did sound weird. Yeah. <laughs> with the... Um, <laughs> with the um, kind of situation that they were in. But I think that when you look at the Notre Dame team, that win will still look good on their resume. And especially when it all comes down to, you know, um, who's beating who? You know, even if Notre Dame loses, the worst they could say is they split with Clemson. So I think they put themselves in a position where they should be able to win out the rest of the regular season and head into the ACC championship undefeated. And even if they lose the ACC championship, if they keep it respectable, Will that be enough in? to get in? I think they'll yeah. stay in. But you know, then I mean, we'll get in. They don't later. get whipped in the ACC championship, and I think that they are very deserving of playoffs. Yeah, spot. but then what about the SEC championship loser, or what if you That's know? True. Or what if you know, say the SEC championship? I, 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 I do so think what if I do think Georgia before. needed, or not Georgia, excuse Florida. me. No, no, no. Notre Dame no. needed to win this game in order to. Uh, oh, absolutely. They yeah, because then they would have lost Because if, if even if they lost, even yes, even if they lost in the ACC championship game, it had to be so close that they wanted a chance to get in because there's so much competition and only four teams can get in. But yeah, let's um talk about some other teams that played this week. This is the last thing we're going to talk about. 
we got the Pac-12 back this yeah. weekend. A couple of good games. We had one get canceled. Uh, was it Washington and Cal that got canceled? Yeah, two, and then also Arizona. Oh, yes, yes, Arizona and Utah got canceled as well. Um, I think the highlight was probably the Arizona State-USC game to me. Yeah. Um, that was the best of the Pac-12 games that we saw. That was nice to see all conferences back in college football. Again, didn't expect to get that. I'm glad we did. Yeah, we're lucky. Um, Oregon coming off uh, a win for themselves. I I think they uh, need Stanford. to continue. Yes, against Stanford, who yeah. is uh, becoming more and more irrelevant. It's just one game. One game. Come on. I mean, we'll give it time. We'll see what happens. But there you go. to me, it just seems irrelevant. And I don't think that's going to change. But things can change. Um, but yeah, yeah Oregon. But the, yeah, the, 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 Walker Little, yeah. The the point that what I'm trying to say is Oregon is really the only team that I think has a shot to make the playoffs, and they have to play like they get against Stanford every single week. Yeah. So let's end it there. A good podcast, Jordan. How long is it right now? The podcast? Uh, <laughs> so one hour, eleven minutes, and fifty seconds. All right, not bad. Um, one of our longer podcasts that we've had, I believe, except for maybe our first one. I'm sorry, they're looking at a funny picture right now. Um. But thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Make sure um, to what was there a button? There, click is this? There's no subscribe button on podcast. I don't, I don't know if there is. Yeah, um, there is. There is. You can you can press the follow button. The follow press the follow, follow button, button on our podcast. Yeah, make sure to press the follow button. Leave a like. Uh, leave a like on it and rate it. I think you can put like five stars on it. Uh, so give us the five stars to uh, give us a good name going give forward. Five stars. I hope you guys Whoa. enjoyed this podcast. <laughs> Um, we're glad that you listened and with that, we'll see you guys later. See See ya. ya.